What's up, everybody? Welcome into a new episode of the Hermit Style Podcast. This episode was recorded last week on Wednesday, October 7th. Uh, we do apologize for this coming out late, but we wanted to make sure we still get this out to you. We go over a, really, a lot of really great information about the new format and how we've been testing for the events that happened this weekend. Uh, so definitely tune in. Our next episode, we will be talking about the results of the tournaments this weekend and everything in between. Uh, we also do talk about some of the prizing for the finals tournament online. That has since changed since we originally went over it, but it's a great segment. It's pretty funny, so we left it in there. So check it out. We'll talk about everything that's changed in the next podcast episode. That means we will have two episodes out this week, the one that you are listening to now, and we'll have another out this coming Friday. So stay tuned, and here we go. Welcome. To the Hermit Style Podcast. With your hosts, Jim Bacon and Mike Runchuti. Talking all about the Dragon Ball Supercard Game. Presented by Team TCG Mafia. And produced by Lobat. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Uh, Jimmy here, Mike with me. What's up? We got another episode coming at you today. Uh, fun episode. Format's new. We talked a little bit about it uh, last week, but now we've got tournaments on the way. So uh, lots and lots to talk about, what decks we're playing, what we're thinking that we're going to see. Uh, a lot going on. So, uh, Mike. What's up? What's up? What, what's, what are you up to? What are you doing? Just got off work. Just pick Trevor up so you can record. <laughs> Just try to unwind, you know. Long day with the kids. But other than that, chilling. Working on uh, getting ready for this case tournament. Hopefully top eight, split with the boys. I don't feel like playing it out, to be honest, already. Mm-mm. No, I don't either. But should be a good time. I'm excited. I picked up a uh, a case today. I saw some, some guy on Reddit, I asked him. Mm-hmm. It is a... Uh, it's a frame where you can put like your cards in, mm-hmm. so it'll display like five across and six down. Okay. So I'm gonna try and get all my signed cards and some SCRs and things and That's hang pretty it up. Dope. Gotta make sure you get the signed oob up there. Oh yeah, of course. I gotta find the oob uh, voice actor first. I thought you had a signed oob. You don't have a signed oob? Nope. You have signed boo. That's what it is. Yep. Signed boo. He's a cool guy. Him and uh, Chris Rager. Chris Rager is the guy who plays um, Hercule. Oh yeah. yeah. They're hilarious. They're actually, uh, if you didn't know, the guy who plays Hercule and the guy who plays Boo, they're best friends. And um, the guy who plays Hercule, he got the job and actually brought Chris Sabat, the guy who, the voice actor for Vegeta, to a comedy show, which was his best friend's comedy show. Yeah. And um, the voice actor for Vegeta heard the skit, and in the skit, he did a voice like Boo exactly what they were looking for and he offered him a job at that comedy place damn pretty good <laughs> yeah so fun uh fun stuff but if you ever had the chance to meet him he's, he's hilarious yeah i need to start going to more cons so i can meet the voice actors <laughs> yeah man it's fun i normally go to look at the girls <laughs> uh, with that let's go in the news news from the lookout all right, so we actually got a lot of news today, a lot oh, yeah. of news. I'll start with the update on the finals webcam tournament. Uh, I've been talking about it since the podcast started. I've been excited about it. I got the email. I was, oh, man, I was ecstatic. I hopped on. I was actually working, and I was like, work's got to wait. Brought my phone out, went in the email. I got my code because there's a special code you have to put in, and I was like, oh, this is cool. I feel real important right now, right? <laughs> 
So I put my code in. I'm looking. I'm like, oh man, is it gonna be like metal cards? Or there's gotta be something crazy. I'm looking. I see. Okay, participation prizes looking good so far. We get the mat, which the mat looks dope. You got Goku and Vegeta on it. Uh, there's champ packs. There's event packs. I'm like, okay, all right, participation sweet. Where's the prizing at? Scroll down. Uh, winner. One box. Not worth the time. One box. Not worth the time. That box cost them fifty eight fifty. No, it didn't cost them fifty eight fifty. Actually, that's what it cost. St- brick and mortar stores fifty eight fifty for a box. Right for them, way less. Way, le- way less. They printed it. They charge GTS probably. I'm assuming probably like thirty bucks a box probably because I've seen GTS sell boxes as low as twenty five dollars before on like fire sales. So I'm going to assume they charge around like twenty five thirty bucks to GTS. So th- one box is insulting. I went a box on Sundays at Locus. <laughs> what are we doing here? And that's like four hours of my time. Man, I was so bummed. Um, it actually works out though. We're celebrating my mom's birthday that day, and the tournament doesn't start till five thirty p.m. Eastern time, which is also insane. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what they're thinking about they that either. They said you're playing at three a.m. in the morning. Yeah, the, the whole thing hasn't started. It seems like a mess. So, I'm paying my participation fee. It's fifteen dollars because I do like the mat a lot. I just want it, and I mean the promos. Even though the price has gone down at fifteen bucks, there's you no pull, reason not to. You pull Metal Cooler, a Gogeta that's apparently going up in price, and I don't know any other one that's halfway playable. You've probably doubled your money, so right. So it's it's you know I'll pay that, but it, it's kind of a. I mean, if I was free, I'd play just because I'm. Why not? Yeah. Right. But um, definitely not worth over no. <laughs> canceling plans to go do it. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't miss anything actually to be involved. And um, I guess this is the other half of what we're talking about, that they're moving into webcam tournaments, right? Organized play right now, they're, they're moving to webcam tournaments. Shit's awful. If this is the prizing, that is terrible. These are, this is for people who just love playing. And don't get me wrong, I love playing. Oh, I do too. But I, my issue with webcam tournaments now, like it's, it's actually not the cheating. No, like We already talked about that before. I don't think the cheating is an issue or anything like that. I don't think that it's, not, that it's not fun, right? I think that it's actually, if I'm at home for like eight, nine hours, I cannot assure myself that I'm going to play Dragon Ball that whole time. I may fall asleep. <laughs> I may get tied up with like my son or something like that. But if for those that don't know, Mike also regularly falls asleep. Oh, yeah. I fall asleep while playing Dragon Ball. You fall asleep. The other day we were playing Call of Duty and he fell asleep while running in the middle of the match. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sleep a lot. So this is saying, man, I might go downstairs and get a bite to eat mid mid. It's just too many things. Like I could just miss around or be late. Like it's just nah. It's, I tell it's, you what, though, the nice part though about it though, on the flip side, for that exact same reason, there was one match I was literally just sitting there eating pizza while playing mm-hmm. this guy. I don't know if that's disrespectful, but uh, it's, it's kind of. Did nice. you win? Yeah, disrespectful. Yeah. I say it's it's crazy. It's just it's I it's for some and I really like the the social aspect of going out to a card shop or a convention center and playing with people, seeing friends, seeing people I don't even like. I love that feeling when somebody's in the building that I don't like and I'm like, man, fuck that guy. Cause I'm not gonna see them any other time. So saying fuck that guy when he's not around me, that just seems wrong. That seems like I'm hating. <laughs> but if he's walking right by me, I'd love to get a fuck that guy in there. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that, that's a little bit of a bummer. I was, you know, 
And I don't think prizing can be too top heavy because then everyone will cheat. It should have been metal cards, though. They ha- they sh- they should have these metal cards made because they've done metal cards every year. And they're not that expensive to make. Exactly. We can- and they don't have to make them like elegant, like they did for for you know the first the national two. Cha- but just something, man, something special. If you earned your invite, how, even if it was participation, how about alt art leaders? You know, like right. whatever leader you entered with. You get an alt art version of yeah, it. Yeah, that would be so cool. And that that's a low cost for them, too. Mm. Let's say it's no cost at that point, right? But I think this was lazy of them. Yeah, I, I agree. So that's a bummer. If you got your invite and you're playing, that's congratulations. awesome. Yeah, congratulations. Good luck. But uh, also, tournament packs now available. New tournament Ooh, packs. Sore spot for everybody here. Because set 10's tournament packs, all those cards on the market, dumb expensive. And there weren't even staples in there like that, except for no. Zarbon. That, that yeah. Zarbon was a staple for green, but now there's like actual staples. The real cards, I don't think anyone's ever even played. Yeah. They're still like 30 plus dollars. Absolutely. Insane. So imagine this TP that has a fuck ton of playable cards, how expensive they're going to be. I'm like, oh my God. Like I, I personally, you know, I'm not going to say no names on who I've bought stuff from mm-hmm. because I don't want to out nobody, but I spent hella money on these baby revenge death balls or revenge what the counter attack the blue baby, one yeah the blue the blue baby counter attack card the better d magic for baby yeah the the uh, the advanced d magic i've spent so much money on them i do have 8 of them now but in, nobody needs 8 but i have 8 uh i did spend i spent a bunch of money on those uh so i wanted to get the brolies someone dead ass told me 130 a piece that's insane. And from our testing in that deck, it's not it's not like it's a tier zero deck or anything. No. It might be top tier. Might be it might be tier one, maybe. Maybe. But it does need this card to function. Right. So they're out here charging one thirty for it. This card Personally, I don't think it's gonna be a top tier deck. I think I think that, it'll get very close. I think that you might see one or two in tops. Yeah, for sure. I think I think it tops every event, but it just doesn't win. I the think event. it tops most events. Okay, we'll go. I most. wouldn't even say every. We got such a small sample of events, it might top every. Maybe. Maybe I think I it's a, we'll talk know. about it later on, but I'm, it's, it's one of it's one of the decks I think that's just it assures you. People are going to be playing it for yeah. sure. They're playing it without that TP though. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that 130. I was dead ass. Was like, hey, yo, webcam tournament. Just make a really good looking proxy. Oh yeah, <laughs> five twenty for the set. I was like, oh nah, you got me fucked up. There's no way five twenty for those. <laughs> uh, the Vegeta. Someone told me one eighty. For the servant Vegeta, the double strike servant card in there, I'm like yo, this is this is this is like, I don't like to use the R word often, but this is rape. Like you are destroying my pockets right now. There's no way. <laughs> we'll go with criminal. Criminal. There, I like that. That's, That's better. better. That yeah. even sounds worse actually, because yeah. yeah. criminal could be anything. So like the other word, you know, some people are. I don't like the word. I personally think that women don't should, should endure that. But some people. Don't care about that word. But criminal, we all hate criminals. So, <laughs> yeah, this is actually criminal. Like, they are hitting you over the head. Uh, the Shinron card, the, uh, what's his name? The Yellow Dragon. I forget his name. But the new TP that came in there for Sin Shinron, 50 apiece. I'm like, yo. Whew. The lowest price one I've been told so far, $15. And it was the one that, like, the Goku card that's in there, like, uh... Over realm for six. The Foo. Yeah, it's like it's like the food, but not it's paying like food for mission food. accomplished. Yeah, food mission accomplished. And I'm like fifteen dollars for that card. I still think that's too much for that card. It's good, but yeah, not fifteens no. a piece. That's sixty dollars for the set. What are we? I'm like, oh, 
So the TPs are available. I do respect that PPG, you know, they announced that TPs are not legal for their event this weekend. It's very admirable. I did catch a lot of flack online about it, you know, because people who are going there like, that bought the TPs, because obviously stores are selling them, people online are selling them. It's just, they're when, when did they announce it? Yesterday. Okay. Because I can see being upset. I got a bunch of messages yesterday about our case term. They said, am I allowing the TPs? Mm-hmm. And I said, hell yeah, I'm allowing those TPs. <laughs> but, you know, PPG, I'm also, you know, I'm just a guy running a tournament, and I, why am I going to try to restrict people's playing of cards? That, that doesn't seem right on my part. But PPG being a store, a TO, and having a team, it would seem wrong of them, actually. to let because Yeah, I can see that. I just think that they should have made that announcement when they announced the tournament. Yeah, not, I, not if, like... Because if I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to play these PPG guys. I know, I know they've got the cards. Yeah, they have all the cards. So I'm like, oh, I need the cards. Yeah. So, so now I'm going out spending all this money for the cards. I already paid the money. Like, yeah. there's no way you didn't already buy the cards if you weren't planning on oh, you know, yeah. doing you it. You bought them already, and you probably proxied them for the past month playtesting. Yeah. So now my playtesting shot. Yeah. I've wasted my money on these cards. I guess it's good for our event. We're going to get more people at ours, but. Yes. I don't know. I agree with the decision. It just should have been made earlier. I agree. I think that they probably thought that the cards would be available earlier so people have more time. Because TPs normally come out with the pre come in come in with the pre release kits. But they didn't come in with pre release kits this time. They got shipped on the Monday after. Ah, uh, okay. So that right there is causing people like a of like a frantic, I guess. Okay. So it's cool. And then oh the next news we got going on, uh Daylon Mack had to cancel the TOP2. Oh, yeah. Marcus yeah. made a post about it yesterday. That was going to be the event of the year. I say, Man. I was really looking forward to it. I don't even know if we talked about this, but Mike had in, he got invited to that. I did get invited to it's it. It's the I top was, 68. It was very proud to be invited. Very honored, actually, you know, because, you know, not everybody, not everybody got invited. I was like, you know, dang, I get to play in this exclusive tournament. I'm pumped, you know. I was that. I know, I'm still hopeful that he can still throw it. I mean, it, one day it will happen. Oh, yeah. It's, it's for sure going to happen. It's just where they want to do it at in Vegas, they can't do it because of COVID restrictions right now. I'm hoping, you know, that something changes. I don't know what. Vaccines, I don't care what it is. Something happens and we get out there, you know. But I've, I've seen people offering alternate locations, though. Yeah. So. But I don't know. Vegas is kind of his spot for it, though. Yeah. So I get, like, wanting yeah. to do it in Vegas. Yeah. So maybe laws change or... Vaccine show up. One or the other. I, if if it's if it happens, I'll be there. I don't care what's yeah. going on. Could be World War Three. Yeah, I, w- I was contemplating playing in the little uh, online tournament to get an invite. I mean, I think everybody should. To be honest, and some people were trying to say like, oh, it's a cash grab that he's charging people to play in, in these online. <laughs> no, it's. I said this that's man insane. Pl- say this man plays in the NFL. It's no cash grab. Twenty dollars is nothing. No. Like and it does, does not, not care. That does not fund the location of Las Vegas. No, like, yo. if it just helps him put a little bit more back in his pocket from what he's dishing uh, out no, for this, fine. I, I cannot. How can he be mad? Like the prizing alone, I think is like eighteen grand total. Something he's like putting that. it in there, insane. And then think about venue space. Venue. Like, I mean, he's. Uh, I don't know if he, what he's doing for judging, but if he's paying them, yeah. Like I, this is all out of this man's pocket pot- and his time. I mean, and you're talking about twenty dollars is. Put, trying to trying to feed his pocket, twenty dollars is nothing. As again, like I always say, twenty dollars literally is nothing. That's that's Chipotle. That's Chipotle. Like cut it, <laughs> cut it out. Twenty dollars cannot be a big deal. So, you know, I hope he's able to get it going again. If he's not, you know, until after COVID, cool, we understand. But hopefully, he can get that going. Yeah. 
with the tournaments that are going on this weekend, so we've got our Virginia Beach uh, case tournament on Sunday. Yeah, we got a lot of beating players. Actually, Daylon Mack will be there, actually. Is he? Okay, yeah, cool. Him and, him and his I didn't team, know how it was confirmed. Him and his team are coming down. Cool, uh, cool. So that's cool. Should be hanging out with them on Friday. Uh, all the DMV guys, like uh, Daryl and all of them, they're all coming. And then we have our locals. Oh, and Thomas is coming with Frank, but Frank's part of his team. But, you know, they'll be here. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they decided to come to Virginia because I like hanging out with Frank. Frank's a cool guy. You guys probably heard Frank the mailman on the main discussion group. Looking forward to getting him up here one day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that, that's going to be a blast, man. I can't wait. I was really bummed that I missed the last case tournament when everyone came down. Oh, so yeah. I'm excited that I can do this one. And all the homies are coming back. So. Oh, yeah. I can't the wait. only person not coming back is Dashy because the flights are insane because it's Columbus Day weekend. I was trying to figure out why they were insane. The price it was like seven hundred. Uh, okay, I was like, why the hell is it seven hundred dollars to come to Virginia Beach off tour season during a pandemic <laughs> when the airlines need <laughs> right. money? <laughs> yeah, that, that is crazy. It's that much. So yeah, I, I was like, you know, I, my girlfriend, her sister actually works for a Delta, and I was like, Calvina, I was like, you know, why are tickets so expensive for this weekend? Say like, it's a federal holiday, Columbus Day. I said, damn. Christopher Columbus <laughs> fucking us over again. Mm. But we got a lot of people. PPG's tournament, though, looking yeah. stacked. They put the names of the people who are going to be out there. They got all the Florida guys, of course, which we know Florida's stacked with players. And then they got a lot of West Coast guys, like Russell Stelzer oh, really? and Bryce. They're all coming, they're out they're all coming down to Florida. So nice. that tournament's looking stacked. And then there's also another tournament this weekend. So, you know, I am gonna we're capped at 40. Uh, I think PPG's capped at 68, I think they said. Okay. I can't remember. Is that? It's like, I think it's 68. And then there's also the New Jersey 1K. The 1K, right. With also the, uh, this weekend. The computer the El, game. El Topo Loco. El Topo all Loco. Guys. All the guys yeah. up there, yeah. So while you look at these events this weekend, you might be like, oh, they're smaller. But this is a lot of people out playing Dragon Ball and this, one time. And it's all the players that usually top anyways. Yeah. So if you're trying to see what the format is, yeah, there might not be a 300-person regional, but who cares about the 200 players that never win? Yeah, exactly. Right? No, one, like, no one cares about them. If, if you want to know what, what decks are good and, and what decks you want to play, play. These are great sample sizes are, right yeah, here. Great, this is, great This events. is cream of the crop players at each location playing it out. So. Really, I think the this is actually a better tell of what the best decks are than a typical regional because you have a, although it's a smaller tournament, there's more quality players because the, the people traveling to these events aren't, Really casual players. No, there people traveling. Casual players aren't traveling during COVID. It's it's more the people who are a little bit more serious and yeah. take the game more competitively. So, exactly. I say I think this is the best side. So when you look at PPG's tournament, you know that all the people who top there were playing good players all the way to the top. Exactly. Yeah, you might have got one or two easy rounds. You can get, but in a regional, man, let me tell you, one of my first regional I topped, I got two easy rounds back to back, and I got another easy round in round four. I said, God damn, this is insane. Yeah. I'm four zero. Like no, yeah, I had the same thing when we went to the, um, I think it was Jersey, the Jersey City Regional. Yeah, I think it was like round four. This guy was playing this deck that I don't think I even saw when the deck was new. It was like some World Martial Arts deck. Yeah, and it was just terrible. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the guy was nice, but and even he was like, "Yeah, I don't really play that much. I'm just a local guy. I thought <laughs> I'd come check this out today." And he made the round four. Like, what is going on? Round four undefeated, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so I think like right here. You're guaranteed to see the bigger names play each other in earlier rounds, which is really going to show the decks how they do. So, yeah. and the fact that it's three tournaments with quality players in them, I think you're going to see a lot of similar results. 
but I do. We will talk. I'll talk about the. We'll talk about the results. I think that we will see later. But I think you'll see a lot of similar results outside of one outlier. I believe. Cool. Uh, aside from that, the last of the news that we've got are just the new events that we have a little bit more information on, or new information on from Bandai. Uh, we've got store championships coming this November. Uh, so I'm looking forward to those. Yeah, it'll be fun. It, it's nothing big. I was I was hoping we get something different for prizing, uh, which we did get the revision pack. So I guess that's different. But the revision pack, guys, not looking good. Terrible. We we talked on the first episode. We talked a lot about how they should have banned, um, uh, banned Bibbity, yeah, and not eroded the super combo. Yeah. And we we also talked about how we think that there should just be a pack. That comes out where you yeah. have all the erotic cards, which great. I saw revision pack. I was like, wow, Bandai's again listening. Like, kudos to you, Bandai. Then I looked at how they're doing it. Ugh. The cards in there. It's no one, such no, a bummer. I don't think we asked for half of those cards. There are like, there's these Vegeta and Goku cards. Yep. That I don't even know what they do, and nor have I ever seen them played. <laughs> like, I'm like, what did you erotic them to? And then I looked it up. And it's just a changing of the words, like, real small. Like It, like, switched the location of the words. So, not only that, I don't even mind them being in there, to be honest. I think this should have been a sealed set where you just buy two sets of it and you have a play set of every card that's ever been eroded with the proper text. Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely should have been. That's all it should have been. should have been a product that was sold, not This isn't prizing that <laughs> people are trying to chase after. Yeah, I'm like, why do I want these eroded cards? I don't and even- why do I and all the SRs are the SR version, not the SPR version. Mm-hmm. They've got, um, what, they got uh, SS4 Heartfelt. They got Triple Flash in there. The normal SS, the SR version. That's I don't want that. I already got my SPRs. I said, I'm not playing with that at all. What am I going to walk around with a copy of that in my deck box and say this is just here so you can read the text? Right. But then. And now not only did they do it wrong, now there's going to be people that play them. So when you think about more casual playing locals, now you've got people with just two different card decks <laughs> yeah. randomly. Yeah, so I got an SPR heartfelt and I got a, I got a revised heartfelt. Right. Uh, yeah, it's not good. No. That's not good. No. T- this was probably the worst way they could have gone about doing what this was like we ultimately Mark, wanted. This is the Mark Sanchez butt fumble for Bandai <laughs> right here. They just ran, ran to the ball, ran right into themselves, like boom, and dropped it. This is not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's a bummer. But anyways, for the for the shop tournament in November, if your locals are doing it and your locals are having events, uh, the, for participating, you do get three revision packs, which I believe is three cards in a pack, uh, and there's 30 total that they, they reprinted. You get two champ packs, the new one, and then one event pack, the new event pack. Uh, then the winner just gets a little bit more of that stuff. They get two more revision packs, two more champ packs, one more event pack, so... Nothing, nothing too crazy, nothing too competitive. Should just be a fun time at your locals if you want to go sign up for that. Uh, and then we also got a, an announcement for a new tournament. Oh yeah, and it is the um, store qualifiers. Yeah, they're they're coming in December. We don't really have any details about it. Yeah, it's like this. It, I don't want to say it's like uh, a nationals, but it sounds kind of like a nationals tournament, but disguised. So what, what I want to know is is they already said that organized play is switching to webcam for yeah. the for the you know at least for the time being. So are these going to be in store at locals to get invites for a webcam? That's the only thing that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's very unclear, but I think it's going to be in person. I'm going to assume it's in person because like you know I don't want to keep talking about like bringing up code, but you know Florida just opened up like really opened up. They just right. put 
what was it, 13,000 people in Miami Dolphins sta- Stadium. So I, they do know a location that everybody can travel to now, like, and just freely play and do whatever. So I guess my, my guess would be this is an in-store thing, and we're all going to have to travel to Florida to play. Well, I mean, and I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with that, but I don't know how many people are going to uh, be okay with that. I don't know. I'm hopeful that they'll at least have some online things if that's the case so people can play. Oh, yeah. They got, I mean, they got more webcam series. Yeah, I know, but I'm hoping that these specifically. Oh, do they do like an online are, version? Are the, are the online version. It just doesn't make sense that they would do an in-store tournament for an invite for online when they're promoting online. Yeah. I mean, I think they're trying to – they're playing a delicate game, right? Because they know half their community is stay home, stay safe. The other community is, dog, fuck this shit. I'm trying to play. Yep. So – you got you to gotta provide for both, right? Because they can't afford to lose either one. Too small of a game to do that. Right. They don't have the luxury that MTG, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh! have. They're just not there yet. Right. So, and, I mean, it should be easy enough just to do both. It should be. I mean, I 100% agree the pricing should be the same. Whatever they do for webcams, they should do for the in-store tournament that they decide to do in January. Right. I, and I, it should, during these COVID times, like we've said all along, it should just be stacked participation prizes and just mm-hmm. something fun to play for. Oh yeah, that will at least keep your attention. Yeah, not uh, a damn box. Yeah, not a box. A, a, <laughs> I work. I'll buy a box. You know, but I think that if they I'll did, skip Chipotle exactly a couple times, you know, but uh, if they do in, online participation heavy with the prize that they would do same thing for in store, but then in store make it top heavy because in person so cheating is going to be harder to do obviously in person a-okay with that you know and if you get your invite online i think you should be able to play in store if you want to play in store if you get your invite if they have the option yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so if, if you, you have get, your invite you have your invite you get your invite in store you should be able to play on the online one if you want yeah, to i it agree should, it should be either or you know that that's how i view it and but, then you accommodate then you know, then they don't have to worry about making the choice right yeah that, that eliminates the choice it leaves it up to the shops mm-hmm. i agree so i think honestly they should allow shops to all the shops to sign up for online or in store plate, just whatever one they want to sign up for. Yeah, I agree with that. So, well, cool. At least we're on the same page. Hopefully Bandai is <laughs> never on the same page. With no. us. <laughs> never, 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 never. Uh, but yeah, nope, still no online client. So I guess that's not news. That's more <laughs> of disappointment. We've been waiting for this online client to come need it one day. Maybe. But yeah, what we've been doing is getting ready for this case storm. Done a ton of testing, so let's uh, let's get into it. Turtle School Weekly Focus. All right. So before we get into what we're playing, what we're thinking about, what we're trying to decide for decks to look out for, we want to talk a little bit about how we approach a new format and how we play test. Yeah, I think I think that's a lot of people. They mess up there. They think that they should play test just new decks and write off every old deck. I I think that's a crucial mistake that people make because people are going to play older decks. Older decks don't just not become good. The good decks are good for anywhere from 6 to 12 months. Right, in this and game. we said that so many times. And yeah. it, it's you can look back, it's always true. It's always true. Like The good decks always make it over time. So when I do my testing, I, I take in consideration what I think the top decks for the previous six months were normally and their relativity to the format. So... Like, for example, when I was testing, I kept Vigex at the front of my mind all the time. Can the decks compete against Vigex? If not, this is not a deck I want to play because I know for a fact people are still going to play Vigex. And then also I kept Sin Shinron in my mind from set 10. Can the deck play against Sin Shinron? If not, don't want to play it because I know that's a deck. Then 
I when I choose my decks, I am worried about one card a lot of time. I know a lot of people do not worry about it, but I tend to play slower decks. Like it's just my preferred game style is to play the slower decks. I always worry about mysterious draft food. Does my deck lose to mysterious draft food? If so, can't play the deck. That's so. Those are my those are like those are my check marks for this format. Uh, but Gex, Sin Shinron, and mysterious draft food. So when I went into my testing, that's what I was looking at. Yeah, and I think the on the flip side though is knowing that a lot of times people do want to bring that new deck is looking at where is that deck vulnerable. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because so, you have to know, okay, where where is this deck's weakness? Have, have people figured that out yet? And how can I exploit that? I, I feel like everybody should know all the new deck's weaknesses only because people have been playing on Untap and Octagon for mm-hmm. months. Right. People go online. Nobody knows how to keep a secret. It's crazy to me. Like, if I, I don't test online, I, te- I play Dragon Ball like at least five times a week. I mean, legitimately play at least five times a week. I don't go talk about everything that I've done and everything I've tried out all the time with people. There's no online. There's no reason to. Why would I divulge my secrets if I'm trying to win? You know, that doesn't make any sense. But people go online and they, div- they tell everything they've learned. And now you've, d- you've done the work for everybody. You know, I see people who did all the work. They, they chose all the counters to the Broly swap deck. So now people don't even have to really think about it. Like, if I just know that these are the counters, here it is. So I'm just like, man, I, I appreciate it, but I wish people knew how to hold, you know, their secrets a little better because you're you're hurting yourself in that regard. Like, if you're like, I want to win, I want to do well, but then you go and tell how to beat all these decks, now you've, you've done the work. What is the discussion group, like 10,000 players or something like that? Yeah, you just, I think more. It's like you just told everybody in the discussion group what works and what doesn't work. You just save them time. So now they get to test other things in the mean instead. So I don't know. I think that that's a flaw in this, like with people's thinking when it comes to keep your testing to yourself. You know, like we're obviously going to tell you about our testing, but that's different though. But like just random people, you shouldn't be telling your testing. Especially if you feel like you figured something out. Yeah. And we're, we're talking specifically for people who want to go out and win a regional. Yeah, wanna win a you want to go and win that. So you want to, you know, you want to actually go out and accomplish something in professional. Well, uh, or I don't know if you want to use the word professional, but competitive. High yeah. yeah, high competitive play. Yeah, just stop telling your secrets. Like, there's no reason. I tell my secrets to you guys because I don't care. You know, you're here to listen right. to me and I love it. You know, right. I'm, I'm more in it for you guys than I am for myself at this point. And also my arrogance lets me think that I'm a win regardless. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. But people who are trying to, if you've been practicing something two months in advance, come on. Why are you telling everybody? What was the point of telling everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Um, some other things I look out for too. I look if there's some decks that are very fragile. So is there just one card that they need at all times? Oh, and yeah. is there an answer for that? If there is, then the deck's not playable. That's how I always but there's But there's plenty of decks that do. And then I also look at average hand size of decks. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Important. Super right. important. Average because hand size. Every, every, I play more aggressive decks. And when I play more aggressive decks now that Bibbidi's been eroded, I have to go back to knowing, having more intelligent plays as far as comboing goes. Yeah. Bibbidi... Made things a lot easier. Combo power, nah. Right. So now I have to think about trading though. Like if I trade mm-hmm. and I combo this, what is getting added to their hand? And on next turn, are they? How do they plus? What does this deck actually do? There's some decks that go down. There's some decks that go up. Yeah. When are they generating the hand size? You have to consider all those things because sometimes if you're playing an aggressive deck, there's still turns where you want to hold out. Oh yeah, absolutely. I say like that's one of the things right now in in this set. You know the Majin Fujita deck. Its hand gets so big so fast. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a dark Broly deck. And it eats its life up. It eats its own life. So it's playing a dangerous game with eating its life 
but and then ditching the cards that put it in his hand for Dark Broly. So its hand size gets small actually over time. If they after turn four, if they might if they didn't kill you, they have like four or five cards in their hand. If you, you could just present lethal out of nowhere on them at that point. So it's definitely one of those things where you have to keep hand size in mind. I prefer a deck that has large hand size throughout the game, not large hand size in the beginning, and all of a sudden it's gone later on. But, you know, that deck has a lot of aggression, so it's hoping to take advantage of having the large hand size early and then clean, cleaning you up before it even matters. Right. Yeah, so just you just want to pay attention to those things, and if what, what I'll do then is look at the format at large. So is the majority of the format leaning a certain way? Is the majority of format leaning to where they're negging you know, the first yeah. few turns and their hand size is real small or are, you know, are we in a format where hand size is real yeah. big? Cause that can help me decide, okay, do I, you know, back in, I don't know, set 2.5 people weren't on hand destruction and every deck was going down to three to four cards in hand early on. So immediately I was like every deck I'm playing still absorption. It's a four <laughs> drop, but I have Mecha Frieza. So it's and, a two drop. <laughs> right. So from turn three, four forward, you're playing basically top decking the rest of the game. And the format just allowed that to happen yep. because it was either you're playing that deck and every other deck had a low hand size. So just pay attention to those things as you're, as you're preparing. Is there a majority of the decks? Do they all have the same weakness? If so, is there a deck that can exploit that? Because yeah. it can go against the meta. I think in for, like right now this format, there's a lot of leaders that draw two on the front. They're not necessarily draw two cards from top of deck, but they get two cards to hand off of abilities on yep. their front side. So that ruins hand control actually, yeah, because you can't rip cards out their hand. It doesn't early. matter. So and you know people are seeing online right now. You see people talking about how hand control is not as good as it once was. Like yeah, it was broken for like set for surge Piccolo. Yeah, I mean it was set ten Goku and Frieza with the free the healing pot. The hand control was real strong. It was strong, but it wasn't it, in playing the deck because you know we we played it a yeah. ton. It did not feel like like your old like traditional hand no. controlled deck. It was more a deck that could constantly win on trading. Yeah, and it, then after the trade, okay, pitch another card. Mm-hmm. So, so it was just value that just generated over time, yeah. like kind of like a J curve as you go through the game. And I think now people have to rework and find a new way to do it because yep. there's too many leaders that say draw two pretty much on the front. It's side. it's painful. They draw two on their front side is hard to deal with. Any anything else that you want to talk about and how uh, we how we approach testing? Uh, we normally build all the new decks, also. Yep. You know, like and we build a real standard version. Yeah, like I don't not trying to tech out the decks or nothing. You know, when you play test, you shouldn't tech out the decks when you're testing them. You shouldn't be like, well, if I play this card, no, you're playing the deck to see how it works and what it needs, and then you figure out how to take cards out and put the other cards in. I, I want to see is the core of this deck what the deck was is meant to do or at least what I feel it's meant to do is that even viable because yeah. then I don't have to worry about thinking about how am I going to fit these goofy cards in here to throw somebody off <laughs> or you know I don't have to I don't even have to get that far and waste my time yeah I say like you know I know a lot of people who are talking about like Kawitsukai this format it's like the card of the format everybody's saying sure it may be the card of the format you should not be testing it though when you're trying to figure out if the deck is good or not right. that card does not make your deck good that card is just good Exactly. So, like, if it's if you're like, oh, I win if I play Kawitsukai, but well, that just means well, and everyone can play Kawitsukai. Yes, every deck can play it, so it's not nothing unique to the deck. You're looking to test what's unique to the deck, and then slide in the cards that right. are good and help out matchups. And then also, what does this do over what I can already play? Exactly. Like when we were talking about black leaders, 
there's some really cool stuff. There's yeah. a lot of cool cards. But what are these really doing? Compared to Vigex. Compared to Vigex. And you're like, this isn't as good as Vigex. So there's no reason to even play it. Like, yes, someone may play it. And it's good to know what it does. Sure. But it's not Vigex. So you can go ahead and you can write it off your list. Right. And you might you might find a, a black leader and a combo for specifically that deck that is awesome and innovative. And you figured it out cool if you think it gives you more advantage though that's why you test right yeah. if i find this core piece and i'm like oh shoot vig x cannot do this this deck can i want to try and roll with it then you can start testing more into yeah. that that's that's how you find the deck that you want to play but don't have a bias when you when you're evaluating because no. if you have a bias when you're evaluating that you're probably going down the wrong path if you let your bias steer you like i'll give you an example i love the red bulma deck like i'm like yo these blocker negate decks this stuff is sweet uh I do know that Blue Baby is a very similar deck. It doesn't have the blocker part down, but it is negates, and the negates put tampering effects that pretty much end the opponent's turn also. So now I'm looking at, is is Bulma better than Baby? I look at the cards. I want to say Bulma's better because I just like those cards. But I know if I remove my bias that instead of having a blocker, having a card say put a card from your hand to the bottom of your deck or de- destroy energy is better than me having a gate and a blocker. So at that point, I had to just say, okay, Red Bulma, your your style of deck is in another color. It's a different deck. I'm better off playing that deck because what you are is done better here. So the same thing, like when people, I use the Zeno Goku and Vigex argument right now. Some people, are like, I really love Zeno Goku. I'm like, sure, it's cool. It's double strike. It, you know, it's, but is burst three ever as good as burst five in your burst deck? And if you ever twist your lips and say, yeah, burst three is better, <laughs> you're showing bias because you just like Zeno Goku. Because there's no way bursting three could ever be as good as bursting five. I don't even think there's an effect that could make up for it. Like if you could tell me that, that Goku had double strike crit if it burst three. I do not think that's better than bursting five. Because you're playing a mill strategy anyways, or an overrun. And now you strategy. have all these overrealm sixes too. Yeah, so it's just so. Like, what are you doing? Waiting two turns, or are you pitching three cards? Yeah, it just none not, of it, it doesn't not, make sense. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, remove the bias when you're actually analyzing, because there, there's only certain styles of decks. There's only so many of them. Like, an aggro deck is an aggro deck. A control deck is a control deck. A combo deck is a combo deck, right? And if they have similar combos. That obviously, your combo deck have different combos for sure. You know, your combo could be like a hand control type combo. Your combo could be putting some big boss monster. Okay, sure, there are different combo decks. But aggro, when I look at aggro, is it as good as Vigex, Reboot, Gohan are my two measurements right now for aggro? If it's not as good at aggro as those two decks, there's no reason to play it. It does not matter that it can win fast if it's not as good as those. Combo decks, like we don't have a combo put. We don't have a, we do have a combo deck right now. And it's actually probably the only combo deck putting a big big card out like that is the Majin Fujita deck. If there's another combo deck out, I'd have to compare it to another deck if I want to play a combo deck. But there is no other combo deck that I've seen. You know, if you guys know one, put it in the comments. Yeah, keep, let us right, know. Let us let know. Us message know. us. I'll test it out. I'm yeah. down to test Don't whatever. put it in public. Don't put it in public, but message <laughs> tell us. us. Tell us. If we know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try it out for you. But, I mean, it's... I, I don't know any of the comments, but like control decks, like Sin Shinron is unique in control. Like there is no other deck that removes skills from cards like that. So that's very unique. Dark Broly is a unique control deck. You don't have to compare them to each other because they don't do the same thing. Yes, they're both control decks, but they do not do the same. But Bulma Baby do do the same thing, actually. Right. That is the same thing. Right. It's, so I don't, I think, because, and where there may be confusion is you're thinking, okay, well, 
you know, baby has all these negates and doesn't have blockers. But when you think about cards on board and you think about how are these attacks being stopped, if I block and that card goes to drop, what is the difference between a blocker and a negate? There's nothing. Nothing. There's nothing. Say like. So you have to think if your cards were blank, right? Because I, I kind of go through like a visual in my head. Maybe this is weird. I don't know. But I think if my cards were blank, right? And I'm just counting numbers mm-hmm. and I can say, okay, how many are on my board? How many are in your board? How many in my hand? And this transaction, whatever I did at that point in my turn, how many cards went from my hand to the drop? How many cards did I generate on the board? And where am I in comparison to my opponent when I pass the turn? Yeah. I think about that a lot because then I can think, okay, well, this deck's really cool, but every single time, if I just don't pay attention to what these cards are or what they're doing, I have less hand size than you and I don't have as good a board as you. Mm-hmm. Or if I was doing the same thing on the same turn in my other aggressive deck, I'm way ahead. Yeah. So that's a, that's a perfect way of looking at it. Like you're saying the cards, remove the art, remove the text. Right, right. Just keep the function the same. Exactly. And, and you'll see that baby comes over Bulma. You'll be like, okay. Exactly. Like, it's so it stops the same amount of attacks every turn the same way. So. And that's what you find when you test. Yeah. Like going into the format, we had to test that. Yeah, to absolutely. see how, because it's it's one thing to just look at the curve of a deck, but it's also how does that curve interact with every other deck in the format. Right. So you, you test to make sure the deck works, and then you test how it interacts with all the other decks. And then once you get past those two check marks, then you start looking at the tech cards in your deck, which a lot of times the tech cards hurt you more than uh, they help you, apparently. I, I tell everybody, everybody's putting Kawitsukai in their deck. You know, everybody has it in their in their main board right now. They're like, I'm playing Kawitsukai. I'm like, what are you doing with it? They're like, I'm comboing out my hand. That sounds miserable to me. I understand that it's good against... Go back to those blank cards. Yeah, you it. just lost one out of your hand now. Yeah, I said, I don't like that. Like, It's different than comboing an ape out your hand. Like, People play the draw two Goku ape. You know, I put in every deck that I just combo it and I draw two. Like, yeah, you go neg one to go plus one later on. Got it. You know, that's fine. But to go neg one to not gain any cards makes zero sense. And to be honest with you, and I'm going to let you guys in on one of our secrets, all my testing says Kawitsukai is not good, actually. It says it's, it's, not, to, it's not to play. If you're playing against the, – the, everybody's playing for baby. If you guys didn't know, everybody's like, okay, blue baby plays a lot of counterplay, counterattack cards. That's true, but they're not battle cards. Only a couple of those battle cards are worth playing from the set. Most of them suck. <laughs> but you honestly, they actually suck. The like, only one that's good is Gohan because he makes you – he's. He makes you get rid of a card from your hand to the bottom deck for every attack. Uh, Bula, because she's just like Master Roshi, the, the Master Roshi negate we always play. And then uh, the baby that says uh, the Body Snatcher, the one that's Weiss Coercion, that card's not bad, but I'm not even playing it no more simply because I have the TP card. There's no reason to play it. The other thing, too, is what we've found, and I guess we're already starting to jump the gun, but what we found, too, is that if they do Koitsukai, the baby player, if they're smart, will just put themselves in a position to where, okay, this turn I just won't play the battle cards. Yeah. I see. I don't play the battle cards. I was, you know, people are playing the Kamehameha, the uh, Sun Goku's Ultra Instinct Kamehameha. Yeah. Make my leader 30K. Go ahead. Combo it up, please. Right. You're, you're not going to get out of this. The deck plays Bean anyways. Uh, D-Magic, the Revenge Death Ball card. There's, There's so many other cards other than battle cards. Yeah. This deck is loaded with non-battle Granted, cards. Granted, I, as someone who's playing Koitsukai... I do feel like I need it to at least put you off of something. Yeah, I mean, 
So, but you're playing Vigex though, so that's different. Like, right, Vigex. it's different. But my point is that even in Vigex, where I don't even lose advantage for playing Kawitsukai, it still doesn't feel like oh, this just fixes the. Ma-. It's yeah. still very tough. Yeah, it does not. It, it's like I think I think if your deck bursts, Kawitsukai is great in your main board. I think it's a great card because right. you can burst it off, and it's fine. If your deck doesn't do that, I don't think it's good. I think that you're wasting your time comboing. And also, I can see it at that point then, right? Because you'd have to combo it on my turn, and I normally only attack with one card, my leader. So you combo Kwitsukai. Now, every decision I make when I go look at my top three, I don't want a battle card. I want an extra card. So I'm going to look for the extra card. And then I'm going to put a battle card on the bottom of my deck because it doesn't matter at this point. And then to be honest with you, I'll 100% warp two cards from my hand because my hand's pretty large. If I'm gonna put some, if I'm gonna put Baby Hatchiac or the one that eats your energy on the right, board. and that's the other thing you can set yourself up to that. Maybe you only, maybe you do play a battle card, but instead of going for the play where you play like three in a turn, you just play one. You just play one, and you warp the two cards, and that's when you use your negates, and then the next turn, now you're fine again. Exactly, like the, the Fujita card, the blocker. It's a blocker, and it says you have to pilot. So it itself stops one attack. I lose two cards. Now you have to deal with my blocker. Maybe your deck can remove it. No, but we we do know that removal is not that prominent outside of green at this point. Like, so I have a blocker. So your next attack is getting blocked. You're losing the energy, and then I, I play eight D magics. Like <laughs> that sounds so stupid. Yeah, like, there's eight D magics. Like I'm gonna negate. I'm I'll the one be that fine. replaces itself. That card's so dumb. It's insane. Like, I was like, oh my god, card, this D magic replaces itself. But getting off that, it's Quitskai is not the card that people believe it is to be. It is good in your burst deck. I'm playing in every burst deck that I've sleeved up so far. It's in. It is not in any deck that's not bursting. Except sideboard, potentially, if you have a hard time with baby. So, yeah. you're like, baby's hard. Sure, you can you can put it in there at that point. Because you're like you're, you're just looking for more cards to hedge the matchup in your favor. But, I'm telling you now, it's not as good. It's not the end-all, be-all card. And I think where that leads me to is that at least for me the last point i want to bring up before we get into our actual testing results um this is something i've talked about a lot with other high school players it's never be afraid to challenge a norm or something that someone says to always do if someone tells you that a card is always a four of as a player and a you know at at whatever level you are in this game in your head, maybe not to that person directly, but at least in your head and when you're building, you should try to challenge that logic and see, is there, is there a better option? Because all that will do is limit what you want to play. So right. if, if everyone's saying you have to play for Kawitsukai, why? Yeah. That's well, what if my deck already has a great matchup against Baby? What is the other reason you're playing Kawitsukai? And there is none. You're like, oh, there's none. Like, to be honest with you, like, you can use against Topo. I would never Kawitsukai against Topo outside of a Gex. That's the only deck i do it in. Every other deck, I would never Kawitsukai against Topo. Like, all right, you can just not take these cards out of my hand because your deck probably aggressive enough to kill me on the following turn. Now I'm just losing these cards out of my hand. So, yeah, I think you should always, like he just said, I think challenge the norms. I challenge the norms all the time. I, will, I play decks that people say are unplayable. They're like, that's not good. I'm like, no, nah, I have to figure it out myself. There's no way that I'm just going to sit here and accept that it's not good. Um, for I'll give you an example. This happened recently, actually. Someone told me that... Green set ten Goku wasn't good. I was like, "There's no way the deck's not good." Like, okay, so I, I tested out. I was like, "This deck list sucks." The one that everyone's playing. I was like, "Sure, is there a way to fix this?" I was like, and I kept going through, and then Metacooler came out. I was like, "All right, this Metacooler card's real good." And I bought a shit ton of them. Like, I 
I think I had like nine at one point. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Mike always buys all of the new promos. Yeah, I buy a lot of the new promos all the time. At least I have eight baby counterattacks right now. Uh, so, you know, I was like, <laughs> I went all in on these Metacoolers. So I'm playing, and I'm like, man, this is pretty good. And then I'm like, this is much better than the list before. And then I got off the deck. But I did know from my best friend, Chris, who's also on my team with me, he started playing Set Goku, And, you know, we're testing Set Goku with him. And he's playing the Maiden package with Metacooler. I was like, oh, now we're cooking with fire. <laughs> I was like, this is good. I couldn't get a game off of him. I said, this deck is very good. It wasn't the traditional Set Goku. It was the Maiden hand control with Metacooler in the deck. I was like, this is pretty good. But let everybody tell you, the deck is no good. It's not that the deck is no good. It's the standard list is no good. If you go outside of the standard list and start looking at other things that you can play, the deck may become good. It's just not what everybody thought. So that's, you know, challenging the norm of this is what the deck is. Exactly, exactly. All right, well, uh, let's let's actually get into to what we found. Results of training. I've been working on Vigex, as everyone knows. That's been my deck of choice since it dropped. Um, set 11, I think, changes the deck a lot because we've had two big things happen. One, we have a, a ton of overwhelm come out, and then two, we had obviously the Bibbidi Errata. Um, so what I've been playing with is one, do we just put in some support of overwhelm so that way I have it as an option, or do we just build the deck entirely of, okay, this is an extra battle card every turn, I'm overwhelming every turn, I'm swinging at your face, and we're just going, just not taking the throttle off. So that, that's where we've been at for VicX. I've tested both both versions. We got the tournament promos in, so we're testing those out now too. I hate I hate testing proxies, so I have been trying my best not to do it. I finally put proxies in to start working on it, but um, that's what we're working on now. So far, it, it feels good. I think it's definitely a contender. Uh, I'm absolutely playing it yeah. at the case tournament. At, got this, to. at this point, I put so much work into the deck. I know most of the matchups. Got, got the winter hatches. I, I'm playing based off that Woo! fact alone. Oh, man. The winter hatches are so nice. I don't recommend anyone ever buy them because it's stupid. <laughs> They're just stupid expensive. I don't know why I waste my money on cards, but it's but been a problem since I was like 10. They look nice. That's why you waste the money on them. Mm-hmm. I always want the nice cards. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely rolling with Vigex. Right now, my build is definitely Overrealm heavy. We're working on the um, We're working on the ratios. Of what to play out of the tournament pack. I think the Bardock's very good. And what we found is that against some decks, I just need an extra turn. Yeah. Sometimes I need two extra turns because Dormant Potential's a card. Yeah, Dormant Potential's a real annoying card. I and say that Dormant Potential is probably the best card in the format right now. Like, from all my testing, I think it's, I think it's the best card in the format. All the new decks want to attack... A bunch of times per mm-hmm. turn, except Baby. That's the only one that doesn't want to attack a bunch of times per turn. Right. But all the other ones want to attack a whole bunch of times per turn. That card just says you only attack twice, so. Yeah. I don't know. that, And then it's always been good. It was good set 10. So not, everything it was good against in set 10, it's still good against. But and the thing is, people finally figured out, too, how good it is with Zarbon Blocker. Oh, yeah. Because now you go dormant. If that first attack is the one that you need to stop, I just block. Mm-hmm. And If the next hard. one is, I block. I that block. One. Yeah, I'd say... And if you get rid of Zarbon before I can block, you still just lose a card. So it's just like, right. I think a lot of people didn't catch that. And I think a lot of good players caught it for sure. But like a lot of the players who, I won't say they're not good. I say they don't play as much or they're not in the know. You know, they're starting to see it because now it's in every deck list online people right. post. And I, because I heard someone today talking about how they didn't like dormant this format because there's so many attacks. But 
even having two go through, some of them are so significant that they're struggling. Yeah. And I'm like, well, in what world am I playing dormant without Zarbon blockers? Yeah. Oh, I'm probably yeah. playing Shocking Death Ball. Yeah, I'm playing Shocking Death Ball. I might, if depending on my list. I mean, there's a ton of negates you can be playing. There's blockers that you can for have on board. Good, for the be. greater good, exactly. Um, if your deck has synergy with it, you've got the Ginyu negate from the oh, tournament yeah. pack. Uh, um, the, the boo-boo volleyball card. And, you know, in testing, I say I didn't test this with anybody around me. I was at home messing with Gotenks. Because, I was going to say, we haven't talked about this one. Yeah. I was So, like, Sean on the team plays Gotenks. Uh, and then this guy at locals is playing Go Tanks. Uh, we, we we had a box tournament on Sunday instead of the pre-release tournament because nobody wanted to play pre-release tournament. They just all were like no, and they were like, we want to play with our new cards. So we played with our new cards, and I played the guy that at locals playing Go Tanks, and his deck was just terrible. And I was like, oh my god, this deck is worse than I thought it was. And I've been playing Sean's version, which I'm not a big fan of because he's just not playing all the best green cards. If I play Go Tanks, my deck is the best green cards. It's not going to be go tanks, but regardless, after that I went at let night. You know I'm messing with my stuff for school, and then I'm like, let me check this go tanks deck out again because I'm just like it can't be that bad. It has TPS. It had cards come out of anniversary box to support. It has so many cards. I'm like, there's no way this deck is just really that bad. Um, then I was like looking at cards, and I read Boo Boo Volleyball, and I was like, man, this card's pretty good. It's a negate that adds back a Goten and a Trunks from your drop. And it only costs one. So, which I realized when I was playing is that if you lose a go tanks, right, you can add the pieces back, but you end up comboing them off more often than not because you don't, your deck is go tanks. Right. So, this negate allows you to combo two off and then get the go tanks back that you should combo off to defend yourself. I said, okay, this is not bad. It's no four of, but it's definitely a card that I would be playing in my go tanks deck simply because I know I'm going to combo off go tanks pieces. So if my opponent's got me in a situation where I can't, you know, defend myself without combo pieces, this card is my backup. It's my insurance because most of the Go Tanks fusion targets suck. You got the one that counts as Goten and Trunks. That's amazing. It's either or, right? But all the other ones, yeah, the Trunks. The from, other ones are per- yeah. The Trunks from this set's not bad. Look at top seven. Add a two drop unison if you use it. I'm like, okay, yeah. I can get down with that one. That's fine. You know, it's it's replacing a card in my hand. Right. I'm all about that. But all the Gotens were terrible. Yeah, that's it. Oh. And then the TPs, um, I do not think the TP cards are bad. The Goten and the Trunks, the Brimming, mm-hmm. the brimming with Talent, I mm-hmm. believe is which what their line is. But who has them? You know, you, know, you got to buy them, right? And at this point, anybody who's been testing Gotenks without them probably says the deck's not worth playing because it's not hasn't been very good. So, but I'm they're okay. But how many of those would I play? I saw, like, I was talking to, online one time, they are talking about Gotenks, and... Andre Diego and Brian Sammy were talking about Go Tanks and how good it is. They, you know, they say it's good. I was like, "How many targets are y'all playing for the Go Tanks?" They said fourteen. I said four. I said, yeah, "So your, that is wild. That's a high amount of trunks and Gotens. That's so much deck space." Yeah, I said that I personally wouldn't do something like that. Maybe it's I need I need to ask one of them for their list if they don't mind sharing after. But matter of fact, probably imagine Brian Sammy plays that PPG this weekend. So we didn't have to worry about. It. We'll see his list. I expect him fully a top good player. But I'm very interested in a 14 target deck, like how how you do anything. But I imagine Boo Boo Volleyball is also in their deck probably because comboing those cards off and then getting them back seems pretty good to me. So yeah. Uh, anyways, with I don't even remember where we were. Oh, I get. I was just talking about the Gex. Yeah. Uh, so right now, testing against other decks in the format, Baby is rough. 
Yeah, I don't the, do that. I don't the baby think format. Can beat baby. Yeah, the baby matchup is very rough. Uh, I have to hope for really good Kuitsukais, and they draw not too well. And <laughs> yeah, a lot of things to go your way. A lot, a lot of things need to go my way. So that one is rough. Uh, Broly Swap has been it's been testing well against that. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think Broly Swap stands a chance against Vigex because no. what Broly Swap does is very similar to Vigex in aspect to amount of attacks. Now, the messing with the hand is unique, obviously. There's no deck that messes with the hand. That was like the that. only thing that made our matches close, really. Yeah. It's just it's just the fact that I was like, because mm, sometimes Vigex hand size gets pretty small. Yeah, I so say definitely can get small hand situations. But my issue with it, right, and I, I think it might just be me and the way I think. I don't know because a lot of people are really hyped on the deck. I think that when I can't combo to defend myself because I need these pieces to swap into them, it made the deck not worth playing. I just take too many attacks from the aggressor. I think that it's perfectly fine against anything mid-rangey. Like, you know, like maybe yellow Gotenks, uh, Soul Striker Goku. I think that Red Broly Swap destroys those decks. Yeah, it should, definitely. Because it's fast enough to, like, take cards out their hand, put a lot of damage in, and then, like, they can afford to combo pieces off because those decks just can't respond with enough attacks to really hurt them. But a deck like a Gex that can attack you six to eight times in a turn... And significant attacks. Yeah, it's just like I, I don't want I don't want to have to combo these pieces. Even if they weren't significant, though, right? Like even just fifteen to fifteen, you still have to combo a piece away, a piece away, because the deck is just pieces, right? So it's like I don't like it. I don't like that matchup, but I do think Broly Swap is like a deck that people are gonna play. It does something similar to Vigex in regards to amount attacks, but messing with people's hands. People love in this card game love messing with people's hands. Like that's their thing. They're like I gotta play hand control. If, without playing hand control, because it's not a hand control deck. It's an aggro deck. So I, I expect to see it fully. I mean, the TP is selling for 130 right now, so. Ooh, insane. I fully expect to see that deck everywhere. But so far, the, the matchup has been fine. Yeah, Vigex, uh, I think Vigex is Vigex fine. Vigex is favored. Uh, the, I mean, Vigex has a Nimbus that really slows the deck down. Right, that's what I was going to say. So the, the Bardock, the SS Bardock from set 11 is yeah. great, because it says that they can only attack with battle cards once. And then we also have the TP... It says I can crit a life, and then I can't take damage. And against the Majin Vegeta deck, I will say they were closer than I thought they'd be, but so far it's been fine. I think that the list we were playing, Majin Vegeta versus your deck that mm-hmm. Trevor was playing, I think if he had four dormants, like I was telling Trevor yesterday, I said I think your deck needs four dur- dormants. Yeah. If he was playing four dormants, I think that he wins some of those games. Oh, playing. yeah, because they, they were already close. Yeah. I think it really depends on how Vigex opens. It's going to be very RNG-based for Vegex versus mm-hmm. the Vegeta deck does what it does. Never never deviates. It does the same thing every game. Unless uh, they side the Deborah card to get rid of the Quickening, which every green deck should be siding at least three copies of. Yeah. Um, you know, people might not know about that card. There, there's there's tip of the week right there. Uh, <laughs> side the Deborah that uh, gets rid of the field spells for one green. If they you let them activate Modern Quickening, you hit them enough times where it's got four pieces four targets underneath it then just deborah it away you went to four cards potentially super common you know it's rng based you know you don't know what's underneath it but you might have got some good cards in there and then you just turned off the quickening for one pretty much made their their one you nullify their one energy with your one energy and they did all for nothing they can't activate the quickening again they physically can but there's no way they're able to use it so because every time they take a life they have to put it under there so you get them to four, you can never use quickening again. Right. That makes sense. But I, I agree. I think that matchup, it might be 50-50, honestly. Yeah, I, I would go 50-50 because if you don't mill rail or if they don't open dormant, that some one of y'all are in trouble. Right, right, exactly. So, so having dormant is huge for them and having yeah. a good mill are good for you. 
right? Uh, so since Shinron versus Vigex is still Shinron versus Oh, it's still miserable. Yeah. It's still, oh, um, that's the one deck I just. Mm, if I see it, I'm going to be so sad. I I'll think, see it, but hopefully not a lot. I think Blue got a lot better against Vigex. It did. It did, and that that sucks for me. Yeah, I think, I think, <laughs> that really I, sucks for I me. I think Blue, like, and I'm not talking like Baby Blue because we already talked about Baby. But I think just like Zamasu, Vegito, uh, Soul Striker. All got they all got points towards it's like baby hatchiac is just a broken oh, card. It's so good. Like they could think they have you in their perfect position and you just baby hatchiac them and they just lose because that so far has been the case in almost every game we've tested against yeah. baby. Say so baby hatchiac is such a good card. Best best SCR probably in the game. And I know that's bold because Selzino is a card, right? But guess what? There's the thing is there's so many powerful cards now, yeah. and just to be able to against so many decks just Say shut no. them down because like we had talked about before it's not necessarily saying take another turn like no. like um, like Shenron or like the uh, the twelve drop yeah. Weiss that people that, you know back in the day, but there's still a lot of decks that it's almost the same. Yeah, it's almost, it's almost the same. And then also like if we're playing a game, you know, not Babe, but like, let's say I'm playing uh, Soul Striker, right? And we're we're making exchanges, playing the game, right? You don't take this card in account every time. This is one of those cards you just say if they got it, they got it. There's no way you can account for it. If you account for it, you'd make so many misplays along the way because they just didn't have the card. So you have to say if they got it, they got it. And if Soul Strikers play the Boonie, untapped two, you know, and they're doing some things and like they get you because now they have two untapped energy and they're just playing the game with you. And you're like attack, attack, you start using your energy. All right. And then on that attack that is like that's decent and they can't stop, they're like hatchiac. You probably just lost. They've already made you commit to making plays, and now they have a boonie, it's tokens, and you can't touch nothing. And then they're like, windmill slam a boonie number two. And you're like, oh, this game's oh, over. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's people saying that a boonie isn't as good. Uh, I, a boonie is not as good as it used to be. I agree mm-hmm. with them. You do. I, okay. I 100% agree with the okay. statement a boonie is not as good as it used to be. Green moving up. The the powers the power rankings pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say it's like like sports. There's power rankings. Right. Green was not in the top top of the power rankings. Now it is. So now a boonie's gotten worse because dark potential hitting the tokens is insane. And now dark broly exists. And that's the, that's the other part. Like if I go dark potential eat your tokens and I go dark broly pitch pop a boonie make you discard a card. A boonie didn't do anything here. This was a non-threatening card the whole time. I think Abuni's more at the power level it was at when it first came out. Correct. It's not bad. It's just not as good as it once was. Like, it, people wanted this card banned, right? And now I'm like, you can't ban Abuni. This is just a card. But I, but I mean, there's people that aren't even playing it. Um, I almost cut it yesterday. Did actually. you? I almost cut it yesterday. See, I'm playing it. I'm playing it now. I mean, I was playing. I played it on Sunday. I loved it. I've played it in all the testing. Liked it. Uh, me and Trevor were playing yesterday, and I put this other card in, uh, and I was like, man, this card's sweet. And I was like, you know, maybe I just cut a boonie all together. But then I, I had, like, the flashback of thinking someone go on a boonie, hatch a boonie, and I'd just be mad. <laughs> What's like, the other card? Uh, the Anniversary Box Janimba. Okay. I think I've, I've said, I'm on the record saying that that card may be better than a boonie, actually, for months now. I've been saying, since they previewed it, I, at the Set 10 Case Tournament I hosted, I was like, everybody was talking about a boonie. I said, I think that Janimba's going to be better. And they were like, I don't know. It's like they're, they're Especially too, in Baby. It seems yeah. just insane. Oh, it's insane in Baby because you can't ever, on turn four, play a boonie. Like, I've done, right. I've done it one time. You lose all your plays. You lose all your plays because you have to hit a, you have to hit a battle card. But there's so many units and extra cards now in play. I can't assure I hit a battle card, so I could actually just lose if I don't have the D magic, right? But I can play that Janimba. 
I don't even care if you pop it. Like, if you have the Frieza counterplay card, pop it. I don't care. I'm still untapping three and drawing a card. So all I really did was make you waste a card that you had on this card. So I, I'm a big fan of that Janimba in the deck. I'm playing 4-4. Four, four. It's fine in testing. You know, it lets lets me add extra bias for pressure because everybody says baby doesn't do anything. They're not lying. So you do need to figure out how to start doing something. So that was my card to start doing something. The secret, the secret card though to be to uh, to be playing this weekend is Dart Broly. If you want to be successful this weekend, be playing the Dart Broly Unison. Uh, there's two different lines with it that just work. You, obviously, you have the Majin Quickening with the Majin Boo stuff that goes into this, the Seven Drop Zeno, but the Frieza package is underrated. It's real good. I don't think that a lot of people have answers for it in their decks, and the way that I look at it is. Why would I not play Surprise Attack next to my Dark Broly? Dark Broly pops a card. Play Surprise Attack. Right. Surprise Attack, attack with the crit. Play the DeBoer that removes a counter from Dark Broly, making you discard a card. I add the ball to my hand. All right, so I've broken even off of the exchange right there, right? Off of you, I've made you neg from right. Dark Broly. So you grab the ball. And I grab the ball right here. Cool. Now I'm going to go ahead and go play the ball under it. Get this, get this Frieza. That's a double striker. Attack your unison, probably not your not anything else. I'm attack your unison. Remove two markers. Use this freezes effect to add back dormant potential or the ball, because it can add back a one or less extra card. Right, and then rip a card out your hand. I'm ripping cards out your hand left, right, and I just keep recycling this. I'm like, oh, this is way too good. So I I think that it's underrated. Um, some people are like, oh, I wouldn't play. It's just it's a big package. I'm like, yes, it is a big package, but no at the same time because. You're focused on using your Dark Broly. I think that that card is going to lead to a lot of success for green players. Yeah. The nice part about the Dark Broly, too, is once it's on board... It's going nowhere. No one's ta- no one's clearing that. It's at five. It's like any any unison... 20K. 20K at five, exactly. I mean, when I play the baby Trunks unison and baby, it's a 15K, and it goes to five, and that doesn't die. And that doesn't go anywhere. So I know the 20K isn't going to go anywhere. Like, it's just, you're going to combo up to remove one marker. So now I'm eating more cards out your hand. Not enough decks have a 20K attack at their base. Um, so I think that that card, if you're playing in any of the turns this weekend, that would lead you to a lot of success. Also, I think the deck to play this weekend is going to be probably Majin Fujita, to be honest. It does the best with Dark Broly. And then a lot of people just don't know what the cards do. They don't. The combo is so crazy. It comes out of nowhere. I mean, turn two can really get going. Man, because when we play test it too, every time I play against Majin, it doesn't matter how ahead I am at all times. I'm like, damn, I might die here. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's so many I might lose. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of double strikes coming real fast. And just, I think that, a lot of people are playtesting at going to these events because, you know, they say these are higher caliber players. They like to play a lot. They do a lot of tests. It's hard to answer. It's just very, very hard to answer. If you don't have the right alignment of cards, you can't stop what they have going on. And if I can't stop, that's what you want to be on, right, on opening of a format. not People haven't figured out the format yet. You know, there's a bunch of decks that got introduced. People have not figured everything out. You can't side for all these decks. Some of these decks have to disappear from the format for side decks to get solidified. So at this point, I think that's the deck to play. I'm personally not playing it, but I do think if you're looking for success, that would be my I go-to. think it's a solid choice. I think right now, if you can play something just hyper-aggressive like that, 
Yeah. You probably have a good shot. I like Reboot Gohan this weekend, too, actually. Reboot Gohan's probably a real I, good choice. I think Reboot Gohan is in the position to take a lot of decks off guard. I think any I think any new format, unless the answer to aggro is just everywhere, like in, in the majority of the popular decks, yeah. I think hyper-aggressive decks tend to do better. I don't have actual numbers, but we could probably go back, and I would be pretty confident to say at the start of every format, there are more aggressive decks that do better than not. I would agree. I say that, and that's not that's actually rule of thumb in card games. Yeah, and it's just not knowing how to respond and what exact how to actually handle those mm-hmm. aggro decks. Yeah, I say like you might find a control player who has it figured out, right? They figured it out. They sure, took, sure. But that's not going to be majority of the control players in the room. And if the aggro deck's just as good, why not? Exactly. And I say Majin Vegeta is just is it's up there. I won't say the best deck, no, but I will say it's up there. <laughs> you know. We, I don't know if it's a top three or top five, what this format's going to be. We need, we need results, right? We're going to get them this weekend. But I would say that you can expect that deck in every single top cut this weekend. All three across the board, you expect to see it. And I don't think that Broly Swap has a good matchup against it at all. You're, we're not going to see much Broly Swap anyway you, because of what we already talked about. Yeah, the price, price is going to be people. The price is out. too high. People don't, don't have the tournament problem. But, I mean, that also helps, too, for aggro because uh, if you think about it this way – they're also not going to have the baby tournament pack card either. Yeah, mostly most people won't have that card. So again, aggro is going to be in a much better spot because there's not eight D magics in this blue. That <laughs> for them. So, you know, I I, I think green Majin Vegeta is the deck to play this weekend if you want to be successful. So real quick, we're we're running a little late on time, but how have your matchups been for uh, with baby as far uh, as what you've been testing against? I've been playing blue baby a lot. Uh, Vigex, I think is. In my favor, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see a world where I really lose, you know, especially once we get deciding. There's nothing they can do, right? Like, what more do you add? There's just Kawitsukai. I'm not worried about that card. Uh, the way my deck is set up, uh, Swap Broly, that's free. That's like actually a joke. Yeah. Uh, with the t- with the TP, it's a joke. Like, it's if I play Heroic Prospect Trump, you really want to cough up two cards at your hand? I would love to see it. Please cough them up. Majin Fujita has been the hardest matchup, actually. It's like uh, there's somebody posted a meme today talking about why you it had a guy talking about why you're running. It was Majin Vegeta, and then it was a, <laughs> the guy running. It was Baby. Uh, it's definitely a back and forth game of me being chased and just waiting for a, a place where I can like turn it on them. I had to like let their hand get lower, but if they catch you without the Gohans, or if I draw too many D Magics too early, which I know that sounds crazy. If you draw all like the D Magic uh, Revenge Baby attack too early, your hands like six of those, you're in a bad spot. You need, you need to be able to play the cards that stall their turn. You need to get to Gohan. You need to get to Vegeta where you're just taking their turn, stalling it, and just like then those cards come real good. So I would say Modern Vegeta is the, probably the hardest matchup. I mean, I it's, it's winnable. It's it's not like it's like a super unfavorite matchup. You're like, oh, damn, I see this deck. I lose. No. It's about understanding the matchup and like the game that's being played. Uh, What's another? Oh, Sin Shinron? That's a joke. Um, That's real bad, actually, for them. Like, they... Sinshinron can't compete with decks that don't do anything because Sinshinron itself is a deck that doesn't do anything. So when you start talking about not doing anything, they lose because all there is don't do anything is to play six go sell Zeno. But when sell Zeno is not good enough, how good is the deck? Not very good, to be honest with you. Um, but sell Zeno is normally good enough against most decks. So it's Sinshinron is still a very good deck. I told you I think it's the best deck in the format potentially. Uh, what other deck have I tested against? The higher dragon deck, that's free. But I do love that deck, though. Very cute. Um, Go tanks free. Uh, Go tanks just it doesn't do anything. I have negates. They just sit there and all right, here we are. 
I don't think I think Baby is untouchable by most decks. I think that it has the evasive skills, and if you have a boonies, not everybody can clear a boonie. Most decks cannot. Most decks people are playing cannot clear a boonie. So at that point, you could just overwhelm them with the boonies. So I think I I've my deck list is up. Well, my former deck list before Revenge the Revenge card came in is up on Trevor's Broken Honor page. Uh, give it a shot. T- try it out. You know, for y'all listening, I, I I think it's good. I didn't drop games this past week. I dropped one game to Trevor in tournament. He, you know, he's the only game I lost actually, but I won the round though. But other than that, I just two zero on everybody in testing. Very clean. Haven't been losing. Yeah, I, the, the spread for baby has seemed great. And uh, yeah, if you guys do want to check that out, there's we always put the link to Trevor's YouTube, uh, Sean's YouTube, as well as. Uh, the Hermit style YouTube as well, mm-hmm. so you can definitely go check those out. We got all the videos from the team up there. Say so we should um, have new. Vi- he should. Trevor should have new videos of our playtesting sessions because we're gonna start. Because you know we're talking about our playtesting, and I, I was like, it'd be a good idea to put our videos of us playing on Trevor's page, so you'll be able to see some playing. I think this week we're gonna put up uh, a couple games that we play also. So yeah, look forward to this. For see- sure. Um, so yeah, so Mike's playing baby. I think there's a great spread. I'm playing the Gex. I don't think I have as good of a spread, but I think most of my matchups outside of a couple, are still winnable. I yeah. don't think there's many matchups that I have that are not winnable or I'm favored. No, I think um, you're in a good spot. So, so, so far, testing's gone well. Uh, like I said, the, the main concern is going to be decks that see all their dormants <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that are playing green, and then um, Sin is tough, and Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of those, I think I'm pretty good. And uh, Trevor's playing Majin Vegeta, I believe. Yeah, Trevor's on Majin Vegeta. Uh, Sean. God knows. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe go tanks. Uh, no, nah, <laughs> he, he had Majin Vegeta sleet up today. Did but, he? Okay, yeah, but a different style of the deck. He's been so. playing go tanks the most. Yeah, but I think he's off that. Okay, he did, he did real bad this weekend. <laughs> uh, so Sean is to be determined. Well, it'll be a surprise next week when we talk about the results of the case tournament. And Chris is on Bulma again. So Chris is back on Bulma. Okay, I know yeah. he's thinking about Broly. Yeah, but he he's gonna play Bulma. He just likes, <laughs> he just likes the red cards. So there you go. So we'll see. So it's cool that we got five different decks. So at least we'll see how they stack up and, and how we do in that tournament. Uh, before we wrap up, guys, let's uh, get into we got a couple new reviews. So let's get into those. I got a special order on a pallet of sweets for Jocko. Wait, aren't you Monaka? Monaka's delivery service. Monaka's delivery service. All right, so some new reviews up on Apple Podcasts, guys. If you have not yet, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, we got one from PRAS77 who said, keep it going, guys. We need more insight into this community. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for that. And then we also got another one from um, Ivo043. looks like him from the Netherlands. Uh, great podcast, which is fun and informative. Good job, guys. Thanks, man. Yeah, so shout out to you. We really appreciate it. We love getting feedback. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Um, and we've been getting a lot of no- love specifically from the Netherlands. At one point, we were number 16. I don't even know how that's possible, but uh, hey. Keep listening, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we appreciate you. So, uh, But that's it. We, again, uh, we will let you know next week how the case tournament went. We'll have tons of results, so we're real excited for that episode. In the meantime, uh, follow us on your favorite podcasting app. Check us out on YouTube. we got links in the description, and we'll see you next week. Whatever you